1: In my new book, With Mark Tim, mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the Shark Manure Podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. Today I have the good fortune to be joined by Lisa Schulteis. She is a virtual event producer and manager who designs, builds, and produces hybrid and virtual events. From virtual summits to large corporate events and full-scale conferences, Lisa provides the expertise to identify the right virtual stage to share your unique message. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
1: All right, let's go back in time. How did you get started? How does one become a virtual event producing expert?
2: You know, I started with uh, the business about 11 years ago or so and uh, actually was doing digital marketing, but we were working mostly with speakers and authors and influencers. So we were using both live and virtual events for part of their marketing strategy. And I loved it. I loved the chaos of them. I loved the insanity of them. And about a year and a half ago, decided that, you know. These events could really explode my client's business growth. And so really decided to niche down and just focus on virtual and hybrid events.
1: That is awesome and great foresight in predicting the future to do that before the <laughs> COVID pandemic. You got, for lack of, I mean, it's horrible. You got lucky there because they expl- those lucky. events exploded um, thanks to the travel restrictions. So for everybody watching who doesn't know, what is a virtual summit? What it? Tell us a little bit about how those work.
2: So you can do a variety of virtual events, but anything that we are doing um, where we are taking kind of that live event experience, whether we're talking about something small like a workshop all the way to a full-blown conference and bringing it into that virtual world, right? We're bringing it online. People are logging into their computers to experience that and really kind of converting that live experience to the online and digital space.
1: Okay. So let's talk about, let's unpack that a little bit. There is... So this isn't just doing a Zoom meeting or a Zoom webinar. Tell us how there's a whole lot of moving parts. Let's talk about the difference between someone saying, oh, I'm just going to have a bunch of people on a Zoom to a professionally produced virtual conference.
2: Yeah, so if you take everything that you have to do for a live event and then add a whole lot more onto it. And so the first thing that we always have to do is look at what platform we're going to be utilizing for the event. A lot of times we will do a custom branded platform. We have a couple of different virtual event companies that we like using. But if it's a full platform that we can have people log into and not only are they attending sessions, but they can see their agenda, they can do a personalized agenda, Just like you would for a live event, we have networking rooms, we have experiences, we have conversations with other attendees. So it's taking all of those different elements of that live event and moving them to virtual so the biggest thing is figuring out the platform that we're going to utilize and then figuring out what that experience is going to be. We bring in a lot of experiential pieces to engage attendees and keep their interests. So it's not just another video conference, right? It's not just another video call that we're on.
1: Okay, so that's a huge difference. And for example, every day this week, I've been attending a large virtual event. And when they have the breaks for three hours where you're supposed to, where in a normal event, if there wasn't sessions for that long you would go physically walk around meet people say hey let's go grab a drink or a meal and network now in this case there is they're not doing that it's a hey we got a break for 3 hours if you want go talk to each other but we have to message each other through the event portal and then hope someone's got time and hope we and then set up our own zoom room and go meet them there and this whole thing is taking place via zoom there is no central repository for lack of a better term where that you can't just randomly go around and meet somebody like you would in real life. So how do your techn- your custom technology platforms kind of solve that problem?
2: So we give people a lot of different options. So we'll let them do the one-on-one meetings um, and actually plan those. But at the same time, a lot of times what we'll do is networking rooms. So if you think of, you know, kind of the traditional topic tables for lunch, right? Uh, We'll do networking rooms that are more topic-based. And we'll also do rooms that are just fun-based, you know, where people can go in and and do yoga for 15 minutes if they want to, or, you know, something fun. So depending on the conference, depending on the audience, really depend on, you know, what experience they want to give them, we'll bring in those different elements and whether it's taking them into a Zoom room and having them experience it there, having someone on one time or just taking them to another, bringing in, we'll embed in other programs. So we do fun things like photo booths and, you know, anything that we can do to, to really bring that experience into a, a, a different level for them.
1: That makes sense. What are some of the biggest mistakes? you see your, your clients making or folks making when it comes to producing a virtual event.
2: So the biggest one is they actually don't know that there's production involved. Most people assume that if they're gonna hold a virtual event that they can just open up a Zoom room and, and have it go. And uh, you know, which in a lot of cases you can, but then when you start getting into things like I wanna have a panel, right? I wanna be switching back and forth between panelist A and panelist B. And then I wanna zoom out to slides and then I wanna go over here, you know, that's full production. So we bring on, we have a couple of AV teams that we bring on outsourced to run run full production for our events. And that's probably the biggest thing is people don't realize that you really do have to produce an event, even though it's still virtual.
1: All right. And I know you've had quite a few case studies of successes you've had in this for a long period of time. Um, If your client's identities are confidentiality, you don't obviously have to share them, but can you give us an example of, let's say, a recent event in the last six months that you were able to help make successful?
2: absolutely so we actually just in october i believe it was finished an event for iwcs which is the international cable and wire symposium and they had a 10 day event so it was a very long event um i believe they had 26 or so different countries participating and you know a number of tracks, a number of days, a number of different places that people could you know find information and, and different breakout sessions that they could be involved in. So a lot of complex moving parts. We work very closely with whoever their event manager is or their event team to make sure that we are able to get all of those moving parts in the right place. But it was a great event. Um, they had people from all over the world. We had so many time zones that we were working around and really trying to you know keep them moving. It was a lot of content over a 10 day period.
1: I bet just that are you allowed to share how many people attended that?
2: That one, let me think about it here. That one we had, I think that one was just over a couple of hundred, over 200 for that one. Okay. Um, Yep. And they range. I mean, you know, we work with people that do small workshops for 12 people where, again, we want to give them that experiential experience. And then we'll work with people that have 1800, a few thousand attendees. I mean, it really just depends on, on the client and the event.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Now, what about how do you, also, you, you handle the production? Do you handle like helping fill the room and the pre-event marketing? Uh,
2: we can, absolutely. So that is one of the items within our service project that we are able to offer. We do a lot of front-end strategy with people. And then we also will actually build the platform. So we'll take the existing platform and customize it for everyone. And then we can also do marketing on the front-end as well.
1: Awesome. And then what about the back end? What about like the post production making recordings available somewhere, like a membership site, stuff like that? Are, are those things that you do?
2: Yes, absolutely. A lot of the platforms that we utilize allow those recordings to stay live for a period of time up to a year. And then we produce everything post event as well. So we do a lot of pre production editing and and video creation. And then yes, we will absolutely either host it on the platform that they chose or we can utilize it and move it over to a
1: membership site or something of the equivalent. What do you think are three of the principles behind making a virtual event successful?
2: Oh, definitely engagement. That's the biggest one. You need to absolutely make sure that your attendees are engaged with you. Um, really looking at what that experience is going to be. We bring a lot of psychology in it. My background is actually psychology and neuropsychology. So we bring a lot of psychology into that experience. And then really planning. We have a lot of people that call us and they say, well, my event is in two weeks. Can you help? You know, And then you're just you're running, right? You're trying to get all of these different moving parts. So planning is, is a huge piece of it. And working with somebody that knows how to do virtual events. Um, we work with a lot of corporate event teams that are really good at doing live events, and they just don't know the virtual side. So bringing somebody on that knows the virtual side is really important. AV companies are doing that as well. They're partnering with us to make sure that they have that virtual side covered.
1: Talk a little bit about the team. You, you've mentioned team a number of times. Talk a little bit about the number about the team and the people that are assisting you with delivering these awesome events.
0: Yeah.
2: So I'm an entrepreneur at heart. So I definitely utilize model of bringing other people in when we need them to make it specific to the client. So we have AV production teams that we work with repeatedly. So it's the same people. We know exactly who they are. We have people that are coding websites for us. We have people that are creating graphics for us for the events. And so we go back to those same people and bring them on for these different events. And and as you can imagine this last year, we've really had to scale that and bring more people on because there's just been so many events to manage.
1: I bet. Well, congratulations with all the success. What's your biggest challenge now?
2: Um, my biggest challenge is really scaling smartly. I want to make sure that as we scale, we do it in the right way, that we don't grow too fast and making sure that we're bringing on the right people to really support our clients in the way that they need to be supported. So we are being very strategic in how we are scaling the business to make sure that we are doing it in the
1: appropriate way. You, How do you make sure that each team member does, let's say, the right thing needed for the right client at the right time?
2: Yeah, we rely on our project management systems a lot and we have weekly at a minimum weekly meetings with the team and and obviously usually much more, but we definitely have a, a beginning of the week touch base to see what else is on the plate for that week, make sure that all the projects are being handled appropriately and then really relying on that project management system to make sure that we have all of those different moving parts handled. We kind of have a template that we will use You know, when we initially set up the project and then add on to it, but it's really important because there's just so many little moving parts for this.
1: How do you make sure stuff doesn't fall through the cracks?
2: I am a control freak. So that's part of it. That helps. (laughs) You know, control freak in a good way, but uh, no, we, it really is that communication between the team and then the communication with the client as well. And making sure that everything, we know all the different elements that need to be done for these events. So like I said, we have some pretty good checklists and systems that are put together that we're able to really rely on. But communication is definitely probably our our biggest feature that we rely on.
1: Who is an ideal client for you?
2: primarily a larger company or a larger organization that is already holding events. So they already have that experience of knowing the costs that come with them. We are working with some smaller ones, but it's a little bit more of a surprise for them. So people that have really kind of been into the in the event space before, and then coming to us to help us, you know, have us help them, you know, really convert that live event over for them.
1: How do they find you?
2: Most of them are finding us either on social media, we are doing I do a lot of posting on a video on LinkedIn. uh, But we also get a lot of referrals from some of these other platform companies that need production. I have a lot of AB production teams that are contacting us to um, basically partner up with us as well.
1: That is awesome. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do?
2: I love working with my clients. I have always come from a, I want to be of service and help someone mindset. So I love meeting all of the different people. I love working with them with all of their different formats and, and events. And I just, I love working with people. So it really makes me happy every time that we're doing an event.
1: What do you do for fun?
2: I try to have just something quiet to do. So in my spare time, as small as that may be, um, I love to read. I'm, I'm an avid reader. So when the pandemic's over with, I'll be traveling more, but uh, between reading and travel, those are, are my two sweet spots for taking
1: some downtime. Awesome. What are some of your favorite books or authors?
2: Oh my gosh, so many. Um, I'm looking at my bookcase here across the room. Um, I love keeping up on everything related to marketing. So I will have multiple books coming in at a time and, and they're stacked up. So, you know, anything from marketing to business building to anything else, I'm trying to figure out what one of my favorites might be, but I actually um, love the Go-Giver series from Bob Berg too. I've known him for a while and, and love that series, but yeah, just an avid, avid reader.
1: That, yeah, that's a great book series. What are, uh, what's the best advice you've ever gotten?
2: My best advice was actually to believe in myself. It took me a long time. I think as entrepreneurs know, when we start businesses, we don't always you know, believe exactly in what we're doing or, or know the path that we should be on and really learning to believe in myself. I've had a lot of people over the years give me that advice. And um, when I started really trusting in myself and my judgment and my business acumen, that's really when the business took off.
1: And what would you tell somebody about to do their first virtual event to avoid at all costs and not do?
2: <laughs> um, do not wait until the last minute. Absolutely. You know, you have to plan it. Um, but don't be afraid of it either. A lot of people are afraid of doing virtual events just because it's a new experience and, you know, they can be quite fruitful for your business, whether you're doing them with, you know, outside clients and, and doing it to make money or actually working with your, you know, inside sales team or your, you know, employees and, 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 doing events for them to help grow your business as well.
1: What are some of the most common questions you get asked every day?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, how much is it going to cost is probably the biggest one, which I will tell you the answer is going to be, it depends um, Of course, it depends on everything that you're bringing in. That's probably the biggest one. Um, how much lead time do we need? And how can I make this super engaging for my
1: attendees? Those are the biggest three. Those are great questions. What do you want to share that I didn't think to ask you yet? Oh,
2: wow. I would say when you're looking at virtual events, just think out of the box a little bit, look at them as another opportunity to make contact with your customers or your clients and find a way to use them to provide a service for them. So whether you're doing an, an online workshop, you're, you know, where you can help them really achieve kind of that next step in their business, or whether you're doing a full on conference for people. Um, just really look for those different opportunities where you can use events that are a little bit outside of what you would normally do and use them to grow your business.
1: Awesome. For our folks who are watching and listening and want to learn more, where is the best place for them to go to find more about you and your company?
2: The easiest place would be on my website, which is myvirtualevent.pro. It's a great domain. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. It's actually a recent one, but uh, yeah, we will actually, if people have questions about their events, they can sign up for a quick 20 minute consultation and we'll just talk through their event with them and answer any questions that they have just to make their lives a little bit
1: easier. Awesome. Well, we greatly appreciate your time today. We know it's been incredibly valuable. This has been Seth Green for Sharkpreneur with Lisa Schulteis. Lisa, thanks so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks everybody for watching or listening and we'll see you next time.